Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Across 213. I'm your girl, Annie. It's Ruby. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, hopefully Happy New Year. We're filming this before the New Year. So hopefully on December 31st, uh, 11.59 p.m., we actually move into 2021. And it's not just 2020 round two. Because I can't do that. So we are going to start with our weekly struggle and success. So Annie, what did you succeed with this week? So on the day we're filming this, um, which is in the past, ooh, I just wrote my final exam today. Yay. Celebrate. Celebration. What about you, Ruby? Um, so this week, I got a Christmas gift, an early Christmas gift from my friend from high school. And I like completely didn't expect it. And she was like, hey, like, I got you a gift. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I did not see that coming. And it was so sweet. And it just absolutely made my day. Yay. <laughs> Yay for nice friends. Yay. Okay. What is something that you struggled with this week? Uh, not gonna lie, have had many existential crises. Mm. Um, have questioned every life decision I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been going through some um, very deep questioning of self. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 been a time. How are you doing? I think my struggle this week was earlier this week. I think like on Tuesday, I want to say, I was writing a different final. And the very last question of my final was worth like three marks. And the question was, what what, what do you wish was on this, like was on this exam? And it was like, type it in the box. But I had no box. The box did not exist. Oh, And I was like... Error 404, cannot compute. Don't worry, we got it solved. Um, It's under review right now. Hopefully I don't lose those three marks because I was boxless. So um, anyway, as we move on from these struggles, since it is a brand new year, what are your hopes for this 2021 movie? Honestly, 2021, the number... I, I don't like that number, you know, I kind of hate how the one is just like tacked onto the end. Um, it's aesthetically very unpleasing. But honestly, I just hope this new year has, you know, better vibes, just a better time, you know, we don't want a 2020 part two. It's been kind of a sad year. So I hope, you know, the new year, there will be more good things and less bad things. Yeah, I hope there's no uh, new biological disease weapon. I hope there's no more World War Three scares. I hope um, Australia stops being on fire. I hope that the Atlantic and Pacific coasts of every country stops getting hammered by hurricanes and monsoons. Um, what else happened in 2020? Um, I hope that I hope that we finally learn equality and anti-racism so things can stop being sad and bad and I hope that we can finally go to campus next year 
yeah. or this year, I guess, 2021. I hope, I hope things get good enough so we can actually start the new chapter of our lives, uh, not from home on a computer, but actually in person with new people in like classrooms. Um, please, <laughs> please, me of the past is begging. Yeah. Um, speaking about classes, this week we're going to be doing a little recap. We'll do a little reflection because we both finished our first semester of college slash university. And this is a huge milestone, even though we're all at home. I still think, you know, it's a big accomplishment. You know, we did it. We are not failing. We didn't drop out. You know, this is great. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about, you know, what we learned, how we can better ourselves for the next semester to come. So Annie, what did you learn this semester? What I learned this semester. So first of all, what I learned this semester is online university is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad, but not like in in like a university is awful type of way, because I think that's what just most first years go through, no matter if you're online or not. It's just having to have university online, especially because I'm in a different time zone from where, where my university is, it's just so hard. <laughs> like, it's, I guess you can always reach out to your professors to email if you have questions and things, but it's just, it's just different, you know, like, especially mm-hmm. because we, we know what learning in person is like. Being online, that transition is just, even though it's like a year in the making because of high school, it's just bad. Wait, can you believe that there are some kids out there that haven't really understood or taken in-person class? I, that's sad. I mean, like some kindergarten or like grade one kid has never really understood what in-person classes is. It's so sad. But genuinely, like, I definitely, I, I like being in person, but I feel like online school hasn't been as bad as I thought it would be, because I think especially second semester high school online was a mess, because our teachers didn't really teach us, they just more or less gave us work and was like, here, do your work. But I feel like with college, like, I actually have classes, like, I have live classes that I go to on Zoom. Sometimes we'll put into awkward breakout rooms. I talk to people very awkwardly. But like, you know, the experience is way better than high school. So I think for me, at least online school, we're chilling. I think that's a big difference between the, um, we're going to go into more of it a little bit later, but that's one of the big differences between universities who are asynchronous and those that are synchronous right now. It's just like the feeling of a schedule (laughs) or you actually being able to be in that like learning type of mindset. Like anyway, another thing I personally learned this semester is STEM. I'm a STEM student. Wow, I can't believe I just said that. I am a STEM student. And being a STEM student at university, I never realized how difficult STEM really was, I guess. Like 
even though what we're doing right now in first year, a lot of it is interconnected with each other. Like there's some things in my ecology class that go straight with my cell biology class, right? Or that in some ways works with the theory in my chemistry class. But you would think that it would be a lot easier than it is. I don't know if it's just me because I'm struggling so much with online learning, but STEM is, is so much, I guess, more detailed and more complicated in university, which I guess I should have expected, but mm-hmm. I did not. So here I am just fighting my way through. Um, I'm blanking mm-hmm. out. I forgot. It's, it's already gone. My exams are over. It's just... <laughs> So I think I think the last thing I really learned for um, my first semester of online uni was that reaching out to your TAs and other students is actually so helpful, especially because mm-hmm. Waterloo is, for the most part, completely asynchronous. If you have questions, like reaching out to your TA, even though I email them like five times a day, they get paid for this. So it's actually a lot more helpful than I thought it would be. And especially, well, I don't want to say especially, but reaching out to other students has been really helpful too in your classes. Like you can study together or you can ask some questions about your own classes. Except the big thing with Waterloo is you can talk to other kids, but policy, policy 73, the academic integrity and cheating policy literally everything you like do could be labeled as cheating so I've been very scared of policy 73 all semester we have something like that too it was I think it's called the Aggie honor code or something yours but, is cooler <laughs> like I feel like definitely we have like giant group me's for all of my classes basically because someone makes it and they send it in the chat during Zoom and then everyone joins it. So I think my chemistry one had like 300, 400 people in it. Oh but gosh. most of us didn't really ha- was concerned about cheating or like academic integrity because we were like talking about homework, you know, and homework is everyone has homework, but like you can't talk about exams and all that stuff, right? The thing is, if if you're in one of those massive group chats, if one person decides to like share test answers or share questions on a test or assignment, mm-hmm. all of you are going down. It doesn't matter if you saw the like the stuff. It doesn't matter if you haven't been on that group chat since the first day of school. All of you are going down. I feel like, at least in the group I was in, we were pretty good about it. So I feel like it was decent. But like... I'm talking about the ones that are like made on Discord or like you have an Instagram group chat, that type of stuff. Because I think earlier this year at Waterloo, uh, a group of students in a different faculty, so not my faculty, the Faculty of Science, a whole group chat on Discord got policy 73 for sharing test answers or something like that. And I think, I think what ended up happening was like a suspension Oh my gosh. But yeah, one person um, decided to not follow policy 73, not be an um, academic integral student, not keep your test answers to yourself, and decided to post things that you're not supposed to post in a group chat. And 
every person in that group chat was policy 73 which I guess some people would say is unfair because you're like, what if I didn't have internet and didn't see the test answers? It, it doesn't really matter to a university. All of you are just like sad-faced. What did you learn this semester, Ruby? I think the biggest thing that I learned is that hard work actually pays off. Like, yeah. I, know, <laughs> I know we always say like, if you study hard, if you work hard, it will pay off. But like, I don't think you understand, like in high school, I tried so hard and I studied so hard and I never really, I think, got the grades that I thought I was going to get. But I feel like in like college, like when I study hard, I actually get an A. And if I don't study hard, I actually get a B. Everything equally equates to how much work I put in, which I think is so nice because, you know, it's nice to know when your hard work is being validated because it did not work that way in high school, but things are finally working out, which I think is really cool. Um, I also have contemplated dropping out of college one too many times. Same. Too many times. Like, I keep on saying, like, you know, I love learning and I love being in the school environment and I love all this, but I'm also like, like sitting here like what are you doing like you're 18 years old you're so young and you're like I'm gonna sit here and study all day have you have you ever thought about running away to a foreign country and starting a trade system because because same um did not consider starting a trade system I've definitely wondered why I'm spending so much time on school when I could be literally doing anything else but ever think about how um nct dream members don't even have a universe no don't even have a high school diploma (laughs) we don't talk about that because they make me feel so not useless but i feel like my life i'm just like "Eh." think about this they make big bank while i lose bank because of student debt you know quarantine has been a thing and i have found out that I enjoy staying at home too much. Like, I kind of hate myself that I'm like this because I'm like, I truly enjoy being at home and doing online school and not having to, you know, get up and go to classes and do all these things, right? You're a homebody. Yeah, it's made me realize that I just enjoy being at home too much. And I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, right? Like, being able to stay in one place for a really long time in these types of situations and not disintegrating from the inside out, that's a pretty good thing. Me, on the other hand, I think I'm slowly losing my will to um, do anything with every day that passes in quarantine. Anyway, um, I hope that everyone that's listening out there, no matter if you're a student or not, it doesn't matter if you're in high school or first year university students like we are, I hope that this year has made you reflect and have looked past on the things that you have really struggled with or succeeded with this year. Um, Hopefully you guys have learned. Um, Hopefully you are growing in ways that you did not expect you would have in the beginning of 2020, but now at the end of 2020, you've come out a stronger individual. And hopefully you're still mentally and physically intact. So um, as I was saying earlier, 
remote learning has been a ride and a half. Oh. A ride and a half for, for lack of a better term. Um, I think a lot of people don't really realize the amount of strain <laughs> that online learning has on an individual. Like not only are you literally sitting in your chair for like extended hours in a day without having breaks or like a lunch hour to go to or having uh, like a free period to just be in the library with your friends and talk and stuff like that. But online learning has, for me at least, uh, have made my eyes like so much worse. I wear contacts for those people who don't know. And my eyeballs have been just getting like, so my contacts have physically tried to leave my eyes at -hmm. least four times a day now. Um. I haven't really worn contacts while I was at home because like my eyes get dry whenever I wear them for a very long time and I can't imagine sitting there all day staring at my computer in my contacts so I got blue light glasses um oh that's so smart oh my god I don't know if they actually work or not um I hear that they're supposed to reflect the light or something I don't really know how it works but I figured since I'm going to be staring at a computer screen all day um, and my eyes are already very, very bad, let's hopefully not ruin it even more and get some blue light glasses. I don't know if they work, but... How long have you had them? I've had them since August. Do you wear them like every day? Are they on your face right now? They are on my face. Do you see the reflection of the blue? Oh, yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I can. What? I think I should invest. Wait, if I invest in blue light glasses, it'll have to be like non-prescription blue light glasses so I can wear them on top of my face Um, while I wear contacts. (laughs) Mine are prescription ones just because um, I'm kind of cheap and I don't like using my contacts when I don't have to use them. Contacts are kind of expensive. We're we're two different types of um, eye plastic wearers. Ruby is a mostly a physical frame plastic type of wearer. And I, on the other hand, for years have been just a fully licensed eyeball plastic wearer. Eyeball plastic. (laughs) Yes. I had been wearing contacts consistently, like almost every single day for the past two years. But then quarantine started and I ran out of contacts at the beginning of quarantine. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, I actually ordered new ones but then quarantine started. We were too scared to go pick them up. So we never did until like a month later. I think I got them for like six months and I still have like four months of contacts left. You were daily though, right? I switched to bi-weeklies last year. Oh. Yeah. It's a That's time. a lot of eyeball plastic. Back pain has also been a whole thing. Back and neck pain. Oh my gosh. I started doing yoga and it's been so rewarding. I'm like literally like 50 years old now. Yoga is actually so nice. I um I got a laptop stand because mm. my neck hurts so much. I was like looking down my computer all day. So I got a laptop stand and then my wrist started hurting because I had to like reach my arms up to this really awkward angle to type. So I invested in a wireless keyboard. Wireless keyboard. <laughs> and then I also got a mouse because I was like, it's just awkward reaching up to my computer every single time. Um, Did you not have a mouse before? Mm-mm. I usually just use the one on my computer because it's like easier to use. But uh, 
Yeah. Now we have a whole plethora of technological accessories because of my neck pain and my wrist pain and my back pain. I think I need to start investing in some accessories because sometimes for half of my classes, I write on good notes, like on, on my iPad. But like the level in which my iPad sits on my desk, like it's too low, I think. And it's making my back hurt. So I think I needed like like a like a laptop stand, but not like an iPad stand that can lay flat so I can write on it. What is happening to us? We're aging so fast. I know. I feel like a grandma most of the time. So on the topic of remote learning, um, we both did basically our last semester of high school online as well, which they're very different experiences, high school and university. I feel like I briefly touched on it earlier, but I feel like for me, at least college is way more involved. Like I have to put so much more time and effort into all my classes than in high school. I... I, I think we have very different experiences when it comes to <laughs> uh, school online. So for high school, I still had some synchronous classes. So we'd like get onto Zoom slash Google Teams at a specific time and like, you know, actually have classes, right? But for university, because Waterloo is completely asynchronous, things are just so out of touch, I guess. Like, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but it's just harder to to stay, not motivated, but it's harder to stay on track and on schedule when all of your classes in, in the bulk that they are, like, come at you for, like, one day for the entire week. So for Waterloo, a lot of your course content for that entire week would be supplied on Monday or Tuesday, and you'd have to plan it out yourself, right? which in theory is actually, like in theory, you would think that's pretty easy, right? But in practice, I guess it's it's a lot more work for a lot less reward, if you know what I mean. It's just, it's just a lot harder to just do school when everything is asynchronous. I mean, I'm the opposite of you because in high school, everything was asynchronous. And then in college, like almost actually you know, all of my classes are synchronous this semester. Which was, what is this? It's so nice though because like I have an actual okay. schedule. I know you know at ten o'clock I have this class and at two o'clock I have that class. So I have to like plan my homework and all the other stuff around those times, which is nice because it keeps you in a schedule and it keeps you motivated because you actually because I feel like if I was asynchronous I would put everything off until like the day before it's due to do everything. Wait, but we have we have reason to rejoice. You know why? Why? I have one synchronous class next semester. Yay! Yay! <laughs> a little more on that later, but party for me. One out of like five, I'll take it. <laughs> Despite everything being online, I think we both tried really hard to still get involved in school, whether that be through, you know, joining clubs, joining orgs. So how did you get involved in school this semester? So how I, well, how I am currently involved and how I got involved was instead of joining clubs as like representatives or as chairs or stuff like that, I decided to like pull it back this semester a little bit and just be part of clubs as in like join activities and things like that. So 
I am part of the Waterloo Bugs or the Biology Undergraduate Association. The Bugs. I know it's That's it's a so fun cute. name. <laughs> Sometimes I think I think biweekly they host game nights where we play like Among Us or uh, Spyfall or Jackbox games and stuff like that. That's been really fun. Um, sometimes I go to Wusa or Waterloo Undergraduate Student Associations game nights. Mm-hmm. I, I, I go to a lot of online game nights because, like, what else am I supposed to do two provinces away, right? Mm-hmm. And for the winter, I joined, well, I guess I volunteered to be part of Waterloo's U Winterloo. That's cute. What does that mean? <laughs> Basically, it matches a um, Canadian or, well, in my case, PR student here in Canada with an international student. And oh you guys are like pen pals, quote unquote pen pals, depending on how you choose to communicate. And you, you just tell each other about your traditions, quote unquote Christmas traditions, and talk to them about their semester and stuff like that. So that's been pretty lit. That's so much fun. I know. It's actually like my my pen pal is a international student from China. And she said it's her first term at Waterloo. And I was like, that's amazing. I haven't been to campus yet. How is it? And she's like, it's really pretty. There's a lot of geese. <laughs> How have you gotten involved, Ruby? So basically at our school, they recommend for freshmen to join two organizations so one that's like more social and one that's like professional and so that's exactly what I did the professional arc that I joined is called AMSA and it stands for the American Medical Student Association and it's like their pre-med chapter because I'm a pre-med student (laughs) honestly the club it's it's a really big club but it's interesting because they have weekly meetings And then they like usually have like speakers that come who are like doctors or researchers or like they talk to you about their jobs and stuff. And they have like social events and stuff. And it's just, there's a lot going on in that club and it's a lot of fun. Even though everything is online, all our meetings are on Zoom. The other one that I joined, the social org, it's called IDEAL. It's the Institute for the Development and Education of Asian American Leaders. Whoa, what? But it's a really, really cool club because I think, at least for me, I've always been really, really in tune with like my Chinese heritage and my culture and like being Asian. And so I really wanted to incorporate that somehow into college, into my experience in college. And then so I came across this club and it's a freshman mentorship club. So basically all the members are freshmen and then we get split into mentor groups with two upperclassmen. And they're like our mentors and we're like their mentees as like a little family group. And they have like, I think it's bi-weekly meetings and there are workshops where we talk about like Asian American things. And it's been really cool just learning about all the things that I never knew before. And then the social aspect of the club is that like our mentor group does like socials like every now and then. It has been kind of hard because uh, we'll talk about this later, but like our school, 70% of the students are in person so (laughs) like a lot like most of my mentor group everyone's at school so sometimes they'll have like at school like picnic lunches or they'll go to the library or something and it's like I can't go which makes me feel kind of bad but I'm also like 
even if I was there, I wouldn't go to lunch with people, you know, so I don't feel that bad. But that club has been really cool. And I've made some, I think they're my friends. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked to them enough to know like if we're friends that's or not. So I think I also have something that's close to that like mentor or mentee type of experience. For Waterloo, at least in my faculty, we have science mentorships where you get put into like a group of like five or something with a with an upper year mentor in science in your program and we have we have weekly meetings with the entire group but we also have bi-weekly personal meetings like one-on-ones and my mentor has been so helpful to me because she's been through all of the things that I've been through because we're we're in the Mm -hmm. same major right but I think I think a big thing about um, what university online is now is just like trying to take every experience or every opportunity you can get for connection, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot of it's a lot of like having to pep talk yourself into going to an event or actually being like instead of laying in my bed and watching YouTube, I will put on a clean shirt and go to this event that my faculty is holding and stuff like that so I can interact with others. Mm -hmm. And I hope everyone out there who's listening has had the experience or had the opportunity to go to an online event, whether it was for school or not, just just to try to like test the waters of what you can do. Yeah, I I went to an Among Us game night once for AMSA and I literally had to spend 10 minutes prior joining the Zoom, hyping myself up. I was like, you can do this. No one's going to judge you. You're just there to play among us. You're not very good at it either, but that's okay. It was a whole process of just hyping myself up just to go join a Zoom. It turned out being a lot of fun. So, you know. See, it's rewarding. Push yourself outside of that box, even though everyone is in a box because we're all on, you know, Zoom slash media so I think one of the biggest things with us is that you know I'm going to school in the U.S. and you're going to school in Canada and without online school there's already a lot of differences but I think with online school especially there are a lot more differences now and one of the biggest ones that we have sort of talked about before is that like almost all of my actually all of my classes are synchronous but all of Annie's classes are asynchronous. I will say, though, in Canada, at least, I don't know about the States, but whether your classes are synchronous or not, like, depends completely on what your major is and what school you go to. So for Waterloo Science, because there's a lot of STEM students, most of our classes are, are asynchronous because there's just a lot of us, right? But I have friends who go to UBC, who are in the architecture like major but all of their classes are synchronous because you know there's less of them and you can't really teach architecture asynchronously. I feel like it's the same way for me my really big classes like my science and my math actually no my science one was fully online so like all of our lectures and all of our labs were online but like for my math one the class was in person but like you could also do remote classes if you want. Although I will say in Canada, almost every single university is online. 
like a lot of campuses say you can like go to campus the campus is open for you to live except there are absolutely no classes in person so you, you you can go to campus like I could physically go to the University of Waterloo but I would have to learn in my dorm room mm-hmm. the entire time so the difference here is that least at my school I said before around 70% of all the students are back and like on campus in person. Um, Also keep in mind that I go to one of the biggest student population schools in the US. I think we have, mm, I wanna say 60,000 students, undergrad, grad school, all combined. It's a lot of students, a lot of people in one place, even though, why do you look so shocked? I'm Googling how many kids go to water. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, so like I do know a lot of people who are like on campus, they're living in the dorms and stuff, but most of their classes are online anyways. So they're just living in the dorms and taking their classes online, which I guess is kind of like what a lot of schools in Canada are doing, except at our school, like everything is open. So how, how many students go to Texas A&M again? I think 60,000. I could be so wrong. You have a student body of about 60,000 and 70% are back in campus, right? Mm-hmm. Waterloo, as of 2019, has a student body of 47,000 and only like maybe 10% is on campus. Wow. And that's in not like that's asynchronous classes. So there, there's a lot of people in dorms. Well, a, a lot in quotation marks. In quotation marks. <laughs> I mean, also keep in mind that like, Canada and the U.S. have very different policies as far as um, COVID has gone, but also population. Along with the differences in campuses right now, looking backwards um, to our first couple weeks university, I think we had a lot of orientation week differences as well. What was your orientation week like, Ruby? Um, So we have this thing. It's not orientation week, but this thing called New Student Conference which happens during the summer. And it's usually two days and you'll stay overnight at school. And that's like when like you choose your classes with their advisor and all that stuff. And then we also have a different thing called fish camp where fish camp. I, think, I think it's like three days. I'm not too sure I didn't go to fish camp, but I know it's like, it's basically like you learn about the school traditions, all that stuff. And then in August, the week before school starts, we have this thing called Howdy Week. Um, (laughs) In case you don't know, um, Texas A&M is... I don't want to like hurt anyone's feelings, but we are very howdy, yeehaw, um, very Southern. And so our choice of greeting is howdy. (laughs) So we have this thing called Howdy Week. I I don't think it's for only freshmen. I think it's for everyone in general, but mainly freshmen because we have like events that like introduce you to the school, the clubs, all that stuff. And we just have a lot of stuff for freshmen, but most of the things like didn't happen the way they wanted it to this year. And I also didn't really participate in every single thing. So it's hard for me to say, but I'm sure if it was in person, it would be a lot of fun. On the other hand, for Waterloo, since everything was online this year, I don't know if this is every year or if it was just our year because of the pandemic. But in the summer, we had Waterloo Ready, where it was basically like a, like a, like a, 
six-week training program about how to get ready for university. So you would have a Waterloo-ready mentor and you'd have weekly meetings about like the unit that you have to go through that week. So you would have things like time management or have things like, how do I manage stress in university? And you could talk to your leader about it. You could go through um, the material they provided on Waterloo Ready and stuff like that. But for actual orientation week, normally if orientation is in person, cries on the inside. If I was on campus and things were open again, and if Waterloo actually did in-person orientation, since everything was online, um, it was a lot less like action-packed, I guess, because like if, if we were in person, orientation week is like you get to campus and the first day you do, you like unpack all your stuff and you get to be with your leader and a group of freshman students it's basically like you get to do activities together. You learn a secret science dance for your year. Uh, don't ask me what mine is because I don't know. <laughs> and you, you, I think like you, you get to do like scavenger hunts. Um, you get to do like cross campus, like tag or something like that. But since everything was online, there were scheduled activities you could do for that entire week. So like, it'd be like on Tuesday at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, you can come listen to some alumni talk about their experience. Or it's like, beginning on this day, you can join the Waterloo cross-country scavenger hunt or stuff like that. So I, I think Waterloo did their best to transition onto the online platform, but it was definitely a lot less adventurous and a lot less chaotic and a lot less first-year university, you know? because everything was online. We have a thing that's kind of similar to like that, where it was like Waterloo ready, right? We have this thing, it's not during the summer, it's like a course that you take your freshman year. It's like a zero credit course. It's called Hullabaloo U. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. And essentially it's that you have like a teacher and an advisor, and then you have a peer mentor who's like an upperclassman. And then you have a group of like, 20 to 30 freshmen and just every week you meet to like talk about something like we learned about study abroad financial aid like we just talked about like all the resources that the school has and they just presented one like every week what are you looking forward to this spring semester I have no idea I honestly yeah it's fair um I guess what I'm most excited for is I'm taking a social psych class in the spring social psychology yes and I am quite excited because I took psychology in high school and it was a lot of fun and social psych was one of my favorite units that we did so I'm excited to like dive deeper into it what about you I think I'm looking forward to to not doing better in my classes but actually knowing how to do things because this first semester for probably a lot of people has been like a lot of stumbling and like mm -hmm. baby steps. So I'm looking forward to starting the new semester fresh, but like understanding what I'm doing type of fresh. So on the note of what we're looking forward to, what classes are you taking in the spring? For me, for my program, my spring semester is 
um, all prereq classes, so I don't have any electives. Unfortunately, this semester, I'm taking SPCOM, which is communication for the sciences, because I am a STEM major. I have to cry a little bit every single time I have to say it. You know major. that TikTok where she's like, I am a woman in STEM. <laughs> Bunsen burner. <laughs> I'm ignoring that. Anyway, so I, I'm taking SPCOM. Um, I have calculus for the sciences. I have intro zoology. I have introductory chemistry two, the second part of introductory chemistry, and then I have genetics. You're taking so many science classes, like that freaks because me out. I am a STEM major. <laughs> this is the exact reason why I could not be a STEM major ever. As a non-STEM major, but also a pre-med, which means I take a ton of STEM classes. Um, so you're a STEM major. <laughs> no, 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 not a STEM major. I'm taking Fundamentals of Chemistry 2. <laughs> I'm taking, I think, I don't know what's called Fundamentals. I think it's Intro to Bio 1. I'm taking State and Local Politics. Woo! <laughs> I'm taking Social Psychology. And I'm also taking, it's called Foundations of Public Health. Because I am not a STEM major. I am a public <laughs> health major. I really wish... I had another elective for humanities class. Like the only IB class I took in high school was history because I actually enjoyed that class. And now I'm ending up as a full STEM major and I don't have a single like East Asia class under my belt next semester. And I'm like so angry about it. That is the end of our episode. We have unpacked a lot about what we learned and what we're looking forward to. So as per usual we're gonna do a song wreck okay do you want to go first this week because i crushed your dreams last last episode (laughs) okay okay i have two actually because i was thinking about this today when we're recording this it is december 18th 2020 i don't know if everyone else knows this but i feel like december 18th has somewhat of a significant meaning I'm not really going to dive into it. If you know, you know. If you don't know, it's okay. It's just another day. So I think in honor of that, I have two of my favorite songs. One of them's like really, really sad. And the other one is pretty hype. This is from Jonghyun. Hope I said it right. Jonghyun, Jonghyun, Jonghyun. My favorite song of his is called End of a Day. It's a great song. It's kind of sad though. So listen to it. I have warned you. It's a sad song. And Rest in peace, King. I'm sad. And the second song is off of his first full-length album. It's called White T-Shirt. Oh, that's and such a good song. It's such a good song. And his voice is so pretty in it too. So those are my songs. I'm kind of sad now. I don't know how to follow that up, uh, but... My song rock this week is No Blueberries by DPR Ian. Ian? I-A-N. I don't know how to pronounce that. Ian? <laughs> For some reason, on Apple Music, it's listed as Korean indie. I don't know what kind of genre it is, but it's a really good song. I really like its vibe. It's kind of sad now that I'm thinking about it. Go check our songs out. You might discover something new and worth diving into. Now I'm just sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, just listen to, go listen to some DPR live. You'll be okay. 
<laughs> you'll be fine so as always don't forget to follow us on your major podcast providers follow us on instagram to stay up to date on all of the hot content we are putting out by the bi-weekly don't forget to subscribe email us at our email tell us how you're doing uh give us a song recommendation tell us how your first semester of university slash whatever you're doing went and don't forget to leave us a five-star review and with that we want to remind you even though it's a new year continue to stay safe wear your mask social distance it's a new year wash your hands for at least 20 seconds with soap and water abc's baby and yeah we love you we hope that you stay safe and you know only good vibes for this new year guys and that's all we got for you bye Bye.